Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Get your butts inside. It's finally time for another stunning round of financial neptitudeness. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, <laughs> creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm living the financial ineptitude motto. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do we have a motto? Yeah, you, you're not done till the whole set of China's busted. I don't know. We, don't uh, yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Come up with a motto. If you got any suggestions, send them in. Come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against that rage machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through that complete set of fine China I alluded to earlier. Sharing those ever-growing <laughs> strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com or just get one of our many beginning training episodes to listen. We have all those links in the episode description. Best place to be, though, is come check out our free Discord server. We, we get on there every day. Feel free to ask a million questions. We'll try and answer them all. It's really just an awesome place to be, full of awesome people, and it is free. No paid tiers or any special access areas because fuck that. Actually, we lose money because we keep sending out free gifts to everybody. <laughs> yes, this is... <laughs> It's our biggest company expense, isn't it? It probably is, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the it's the opposite of monetizing. We're good at business. <laughs> We're business people. Financial ineptitude strikes again. <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> when you do join that server, just send us a private message or email with your mailing address. Uh, we will send you aforementioned swag. Uh, you can smash it yourself. Or, you know, sometimes if you're nice, Kyle will smash it for you. Or the postal service will. No, that po- do not besmirch my friends at the postal service, Kyle. Well, we don't. I'm sorry, not the Postal Service, FedEx. <laughs> there you go. FedEx Fuck will FedEx. smash it for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, we could say that, right? Yeah, we could say that. Fuck FedEx, UPS. I'm just kidding. No, 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 wait. What? Those guys work just as hard driving those trucks, too. Shit. I don't want to say that. Well, fuck their stock. You can short <laughs> yes. FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Kyle, Kyle, do we have any show news to report? Uh, yeah, we just finished recording uh, part two with Jared Bibbler, and that was a really fun episode. Oh, God, I love that guy so much. He, he's awesome. I wish we recorded afterwards, too, because there was about another 45 minutes of just awesome discussion that yeah. the recording wasn't on. Yeah, we started chatting about like what we would talk about for round three and then accidentally had a podcast without recording. Actually had it, yeah. What do you mean? Because cause it's what we do, whether we're recording or not. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so that episode will be coming out Wednesday. Um, after that, we've got Cody Willard, the former CNN Fox anchor, hedge fund manager, and leader of the Skittle cryptocurrency. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, I'm excited because we're yeah. actually getting this released uh, two days before their token launches. Oh. So all you crypto fans out there, you should be ready to tune in. Yeah. This will be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Um, Matthew Murawski, financial advisor at Goldstein Wealth Management. Uh, comes on after that and then Flint Jameson will be talking to us about commercial real estate 
investing uh, to round out our upcoming calendar. I thought Flint Jameson was the name of a superhero when you mentioned it earlier. I was like, what comic book is he from? Flint Jameson. The Alcoholics Anonymous League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to play that clip for him when we get him on the show. I know, right? Uh, so if anybody <laughs> has any other questions they want to submit to the guests, uh, there's a channel in the Discord just for that. Yes. All right. Well, fantastic. This is time to let everybody know that we have got a reckless, reclusive, recurring show for you today. Those are all adjectives. Yes, they are. <laughs> With alliteration, I double-checked. Yes. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than an evil geneticist at a zoo. Hmm. Oh, is, that, is that a puzzler? There's a lot of options there. I'm just trying to think of what my favorite combo would be. Oh, crocodile giraffe, for sure. Get those snappers <laughs> anywhere. I think if you could combine the honey badger with the mongoose, I think that would be incredible. <laughs> Both of those are ferocious. Not like a rhinoceros-sized honey badger? Oh, goddamn. No, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> A lot of options. Oh, wow. What a fun digression. Reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Get on our Discord. If you're old school, you can send us an email, twobulls at com. That's the number two. Or you can just give us a phone call to 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you lost the love of your life in a clan battle and your whole clan's ostracized you and now you're just wandering around with a sword chopping motherfuckers' heads off. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Shit, I feel like I shouldn't know that movie. You should. There can be only one, Kyle. Oh, God, okay. I don't know that I ever really watched The Highlanders. What? Oh, uh, you're killing me. I was thinking it was a samurai movie. The, the original <laughs> with Christopher Lambert? I watched some of the uh, USA series. I mean, it was just something to have on. I was not really that into it. It was all right. But because I watched the TV show first, when I watched the movies, it was like, ugh. It's like watching Weird Science as a kid, the TV show, and then watching the movie. You're like, who are these idiots? <laughs> <laughs> That's not who I'm used to seeing. <laughs> okay, well let's 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 move on and talk about the bet results. No, well, let's not. Let's let's continue talking Highlander. <laughs> okay, Sean Connery was really really solid in that movie for sure, for sure. His costuming, especially, it's my favorite Sean Connery look. Uh, there was uh, there was one that I wanted to share from the Discord. Uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, you were trying to give uh, some not advice to Yellow Man. And he responded to you with, if he wanted advice, he would just listen to what Rando's picked. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, congratulations, yellow man. That's the bird of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Truly. <laughs> be better truly. if we're going to do better this week, but we'll get to that. All right. I bet COP. Um, yeah, you did. I don't even remember what that is. Is that Chevron? Uh, ConocoPhillips. ConocoPhillips. That one. Yeah. I tried to... Uh, I tried to go along that. Uh, I'd open the week at 102.71. Stopped me out on the bloodbath that happened on Friday. It took <laughs> yeah. my total down to a miserable $456.60. Wow. It was looking good until like Wednesday, I think. I mean, not great. It was looking positive. I mean, it wasn't going to stop you out. It was no could pop at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It dropped at any moment. <laughs> yeah. Th Thursday, Friday were real rough on, on everything. Yeah. I'm going to have to switch my screener or my uh, stock charts. Look at weekly candles for uh, my trade picks, I think. Yeah. No, I've been doing that for a while. It's great. Buying it for the week. I might as well look at the weekly. That's what I've been trying to do, though. It's meme stocks that make me help me win bets. Not I know, right? Good, not good technical analysis. <laughs> 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 Throwing a dart at the meme stock board. 
Uh, it works so well, too. My bet pick was Merck, MRK. I mean, why not? Healthcare was hot. Yep. It, it was flirting with new highs, and it did not get there. Opened up super strong on Monday and then just drifted down the rest of the week. So we, we had an open at 86.42 and a close at uh, 84.59. So that brought my bet total down to a still healthy $605.16. And PM finished with 600 for the month. I think that's a... Uh... Pretty damn good considering what we went through. And random uh, open or had DAC, which opened the week at eighty nine forty one, closed at eighty three nineteen. So all you random lovers out there, too bad. <laughs> random is in the last place uh, with four forty six sixty six. Wow! So at least I'm better than random. Okay, and I could give random some consequences too when I win, right? Yeah, uh, you can try. I mean, he has a Twitter now. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, should we move on and talk about some news? Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You got to recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just skipping to bulls trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm agree. Two bulls trading information. Well, uh, I feel like uh, we really just have to spend a lot of time talking about Twitter Fed. Oh, oh. The, the Fed. What happened yeah. with the Fed this week? <laughs> uh, there was a lot <laughs> of talk from the uh, members. And I think a lot of what they were saying was kind of what led to Thursday and Friday's uh, decimation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure who started it. I think it was probably Bullard. Bullard. Yeah. And I don't know why his name is Bullard. It should be Baird. Baird, yeah, got us <laughs> kick, kick things off. <laughs> yeah, mega bear. He was basically trying to call for seventy-five point bit, uh, seventy-five bit hikes coming up. Yeah, Powell came on uh, not too long after that, and uh, he was basically putting fifty bips on the table for May. I think that was the first time we got confirmation that that's what they're going to be looking to do. So I think that's pretty well, pretty well the expectation at this point. Yeah, and and. It- it's a solid strategy too, right? You have the first guy go out and come out and say, hey, we're looking at 75. And then Powell comes out. Okay, no, no, no. Come on, guys. 50. Yeah, except it didn't <laughs> quite work the way that they seemed to have probably expected it to. I think as soon as Powell came on, it was when uh, everything kind of went to shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was started a little bit before, but uh, I don't know. It was it was nasty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then also, I mean, you got... Uh, I can't remember what day this was. This came out. This came out Friday morning. Uh, the uh, bank in Japan, Nomura, believes that there's going to be a 75 point basis hike, uh, both in June and July, after a 50 point increase in May. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Part of what Powell was saying, uh, uh, and some of the other Fed officials, they all seem to be suggesting that they want to move faster on trying to control these interest rates. The most recent was the Metzer. Mester, Loretta Mester, uh, the Cleveland Fed president, she came on the mic on CNBC, I think, on the closing bell. She came in saying that 50 was what she wants, but she wants it multiple times, but she doesn't favor going any higher than that. So that 
that's where that little bit of relief that we got before it dumped again came from. Mm, people processing her saying that. Well, her saying that 75 is off the table, mm. I think, got everybody off of that. But she also said that she wants to get the benchmark overnight borrowing rate to 2.5% by the end of the year. That's a rate that she and many other officials see as being neutral. So now they're stimulating or repressing growth. Okay. So look, let's get 75 off the table, but we will do 50 several months in a row. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, because it's so much better. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shit to digest with uh, with all these <laughs> the talk about these rate hikes. I don't think anybody here in the China shop would would be shocked. No, we've been talking about how no. they they were backed into a corner, and the only way out is going to be painful and aggressive. They we're starting to see them come out and publicly talk about it now. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. What else do we have on the news besides Fed bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else that happened besides the Fed this week to even talk about? Uh, yeah, there was a few other things. I, uh, I came across a, a, a story that I thought was interesting and worthy of discussion, which was uh, the headline on CNBC was cuts to unemployment benefits didn't spur jobs, according to a new report out of the Federal Reserve of San Francisco. So the people who uh, who've quit their jobs didn't quit because they were getting money. They just quit because fuck it. They don't want to work anymore and they don't have to. No, no word on the reason for the quitting. What, what the report attempted to do was look at the different states because there were there were plenty of states that ended the benefits before they had to end the benefits mm -hmm. and ended them early. So they were they were looking at the, the different employment rates for those states and comparing them and found that ending them early gave a 0.2 tenths of a percent increase in employment. So it was positive, <laughs> just not statistically significant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just not a statistically <laughs> significant amount. Uh, they're currently studying further because they want to try to take the individual uh, economic climate of each state into account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they admit like, look, it could be uh, people went back to work before even these states ended the benefits. Oh, that's a good point. They, they, they want, you know, they're, they're looking further in to, to, to see if the, the data continues to support the premise. But if that was the case, then wouldn't uh, unemployment have started dropping before they ended benefits? I don't know. Um, you would think. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's leading this, uh, this, this study? The Federal Reserve of San Francisco. Okay. Not, not a Republican chairman. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it helped, but we're not sure yet. We still need to, we still need to look into it. We still need to look more. Well, I think the, the, they want to keep looking further to, to answer critics mm -hmm. that are saying that, that it's bullshit. Yeah. There were, there were, there, there've been a few different studies, not by them. Like, obviously this is a very, uh, studied issue. Mm -hmm. One uh, paper in December found did find a large uptick in employment among prime age workers, twenty five to fifty four. Yeah, in in those states that opted out of the federal benefit program, and that makes sense because the people that I would expect that were leaving would be the ones that are probably nearing retirement age already anyway. Right, we're getting early retirees. Yeah. Because there's a lot of companies that even like when things were getting lean, were even offering early retirement, like basically paying people to let them get out early, yeah, and giving them supplemental benefits until their you know social security kicks in or those kinds of things. The the other thing that uh, that the the authors of the study noted was their findings seemed to indicate while hiring didn't surge, it also cutting off the early benefit also didn't seem to to harm the state's labor market. Mm -hmm. Bayetta the 
senior VP of research at the San Francisco Fed uh, was quoted as saying, ending it saying, but it's important to keep in mind that some meaningful fraction of people suffered real hardship as a result. Mm -hmm. So it, it still remains a cloudy, cloudy issue. The important thing to remember is like you stated, like not all of the people that left their jobs were 25 to 50 year olds, right. 54 year olds, you know, uh, it could it could have just trimmed the workforce of people that were like forcing themselves to work until they realized that they couldn't or didn't didn't have to benefits or no right all right what else you got or should I go it would be your turn I have one other story to discuss and this kind of ties in with footage that we lost from Jared Pipler oh hey. <laughs> one of the discussions that we were having with him was talking about the sanctions with Russia and Russia's attempt to basically de um try to shift the market or the world away from the dollar's global dominance. Uh, I can't remember some of the exact specific details of what we discussed, but I came across a story showing that the Israeli central bank has now started adding Chinese yuan while slashing its dollar and euro holdings. Mm. So a couple of that with one of the other things that we saw, like who was accepting oil payments and, and was it Iran or Saudi Arabia was taking a different... Saudi Arabia started accepting the Chinese yuan. Right. Yeah. So, starting to see more of these things come out where other countries' currencies are getting, uh, the holdings are increasing in some other countries. Well, energy is getting traded in other other nations' currencies, and that's a big deal because traditionally it's just been traded in dollars. Right. So, l the dollar losing its stranglehold on that aspect, uh, uh, this could be an interesting time that we're in right now. Yeah, because there's a lot of dollars out there internationally. Mm-hmm. And mm. if they start dumping that back into our system, you think inflation's bad now. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Jonathan Baird said it doesn't work like that. Well, it doesn't work when you increase the budget, but until you actually put the cash into circulation, like if like that's the difference. That's the difference. It would be new cash entering circulation that wasn't printed today. It was printed over the last hundred years. It's never been in circulation here. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I'm just a bear. I'm just a bear. Somebody called Jared. Let's see if we can get him on. <laughs> no, yeah, anyway, that, that story definitely caught my eye because of that discussion that we had with, with Jared. It's a, it's a big deal, and it's something you got to keep an eye on as it, as it shifts, you know, especially after talking to people like Harold Vanderland. Like, there are places internationally to invest in mm -hmm. if you're worried about the U.S. dollar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's also Canada. Also Canada. That's right. Friendly friend, friendly neighbors up north. Do they use what? What currency do they use in Canada? What do we call the Canadian? Is it the Canadian dollar? Pretty sure it's not called the Canuck. They have loonies. What's the, what's the loonie? Though I think that's a. I think that's their two dollar coin. <laughs> we looked that up, so I don't sound like a complete idiot. <laughs> oh, it's just called the Canadian dollar. That's yeah. original. Good job, guys. Oh, the loonies are one dollar coin, not the two dollar. Sorry. Well, I want to call all their currency the loony because that's cool. <laughs> Such a great name. You owe me 10 loonies, man. Come on. <laughs> oh. Well, it looks like the oil embargo on Russia is, isn't exactly 100%. It's not foolproof? Not, not mm -hmm. foolproof. Looks like they've just been using middlemen and oil merchants to, to move it around and still sell it. Well, there's probably a pretty good markup on their side. Well, I'm not sure what Russia's cost is to get their oil out of the ground, but if it's similar to like Saudi Arabia, where it's like $12 a barrel, like, yeah, they can, uh, that's basically free money. They can, they can sell it at half price to a middleman and let them oh, yeah. collect a larger than average profit selling it somewhere else. There, and, and on top of that, a ton of trading is still being done in Switzerland mm -hmm. and the trading firms 
has just straight up said like, hey, we're legally bound to fulfill any pre-existing contracts. Right. We're, we're complying with sanctions, but we can't we can't violate an existing contract for Russian crude. That makes sense, I suppose. Well, that's far more Swiss than them coming out and condemning the war. <laughs> <laughs> more on point with Switzerland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not to say that the sanctions aren't hurting. I think I, I saw something pop up uh, this week that said the ruble was trading like less than a penny at some point during the week. Oof. Might be time to buy some rubles. Buy some rubles. <laughs> <laughs> Throw ten bucks in there. I know. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> so if it's if it's a penny, then you need a thousand dollars to be a millionaire. No, ten thousand dollars. Well, I guess it depends on how far below a penny it is. If it gets to a tenth of a penny, it's one thousand dollars to be a Russian millionaire. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't think it, it, we all we can do is lessen our oil demands if we ever wanted to actually hurt russia with not buying oil anymore yeah all right you you got anything else no no i think we've covered it all there's no more news to discuss not not nothing nothing with elon musk well i mean that's stock specific oh okay (laughs) i i I was guessing i don't have anything with elon musk i do actually have some i'll have to go find the story again because i forgot about it while we're prepping (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, you know who I didn't forget about while we were prepping? Oh. Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years experience helping thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages, which are awesome. Sue will help. <laughs> She's licensed in 27 states. So reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to do so, just give her a call, 520-977-7904. You can send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Again, that phone number, 520-977-7904. And that email is spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number, 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number, 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. And Two Bulls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with Trade Pro Academy. Yes. Trade Pro Academy is the educational platform of choice, or at least our choice, that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. We've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can just use our affiliate link in the episode description since it's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills. And you can also take advantage of the 10% discount links that are available in our free Discord. You know what else, Kyle? I was also going to mention that uh, we've got a celebrity in with us today. Yeah, that's right. If you, if you join now the Trade Pro Academy, you can hear none other than yours truly on their options day trading Zoom call. Are you on there next week? I don't know. I, I haven't okay, talked I to him say. about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I got to do two days, uh, Thursday and Friday, live in the room with Vico, and it, it was it was a really good time. It's yeah, really awesome. I was enjoying listening. I mean, I didn't make a ton of money, and I should. I just taught myself how uh, bad I am at moving stops around. Uh, well, the whole point of jumping on there, I thought, was just to learn from the fucking walking algorithm that is Vico. Yeah. So even if I would, if it was me, I'd probably have just been sitting on my hands and saying, teach me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had to be doing it 
along with him to yeah. you know to yeah. be like if we're we're hunting deer like i can't i can't i'm just i don't want to just watch the tv screens i gotta be out there in the fucking woods with the bow gotta take your own shots you can't shoot his deer after exactly he's already, after he's already slaughtered it <laughs> <laughs> i got it <laughs> you're over there with a shotgun while he's eating the heart yeah, <laughs> blasting right. its antlers off <laughs> wow this this got visceral real fast <laughs> Reminds me of the first time I uh, shot my first turkey. Oh, really? Yeah, crept up on it, took the aim, fired off the shot, and everybody in the grocery store flipped the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who doesn't flip the fuck out when you shoot a turkey in front of them? Who's that? The awesome Flary and Leo from Waterflow <laughs> Labs, who were kind enough to share their toolkit for trading futures on Sierra Charts or Ninja Trader. Uh, they shared those with us. They are such amazing custom studies for structure and execution. They got mm-hmm. buy cell zones, exhaustion absorption detectors. They got everybody's favorite reconstructed tape. My my personal favorite is the reconstructed tape distribution liquidity zones. Like just so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're constantly testing them, and uh, they the best thing about them is their support community. They will basically walk you through learning how to trade using their tools. Really amazing guys. Got to check them out if you're trading futures on Sierra Charts or Ninja Trader. Check them out at uh, orderflowlabs.com. And be on the lookout because we are working on a collaboration, uh, a learn to trade with Orderflow Labs. Yes. That should be starting probably at the end of May. That's going to be, that's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be, yes. I'm really excited for that. We're just networking all over the place. No, no. The stop meeting people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why are all these people we meet got to be so fucking awesome? I know. Okay. All right. We ready to talk about some stocks? Sure. Maybe some earnings? I've got some earnings. i got a shitload of earnings, actually. <laughs> stock time! Now it's talk about stock time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying is still not advice. Stop uh, well, first of all, we can just quickly talk about Twitter um, and Elon Musk, since you mentioned uh, mentioned that. He did uh, secure funding for his buyout proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have much more than that. I just thought, since you mentioned it, I have to actually follow through. And Twitter's one of the few that survived the, the bloodbath <laughs> that was Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Uh, it opened Thursday at 45.88 and it closed at 48.75 on Friday. So <laughs> It was green on Friday. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Oh, solid volume too. Yeah, people are really anticipating a buyout with the offer above where the stock's at. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for the first real story, let's jump over to uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah, what happened with them? Uh, their shares got halted towards the end of the day on Friday. Um, uh, there's apparently rumors that there's uh, interest in pursuing their Bye Bye Baby line. Okay. Which I think was the one that. I want to say it was Ryan Cohen who was uh, trying to get them to sell that off. Spin it off, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, there's two suitors that were mentioned in this story. One of them is Cerberus Capital Management, and another is a, a SPAC called Tailwind Acquisition. Uh, so there's no guarantee that a deal has been made yet, but uh, people were reacting to that. The stock jumped 11% before kind of coming off and cooling up 7% on the day. So another one that managed to end the day green. Uh, if it wasn't for that news, it would not have. <laughs> It was, it was not looking good for that. But if we pull up the BBBY charts, which I should have done before we started talking. 
I'm looking at the 15 minute. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Well, why did they halt it with the circuit breaker? Uh, cause it basically green boner candled up. Uh, it was just too big of a rise too fast. I mean, I think that it went from like, I can't remember what the volume was before, but I mean, there's like two to 4 million shares that were bought within like <laughs> seconds. It seemed like. Is that right at the end of the day? Uh, close to the end of the day, not quite the end of the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see it on the chart on the five minute when the volume showed up. If uh, Bed Bath & Beyond holds out and doesn't uh, fall below that, what is that, 1575, that's where the most recent low on this uh, light, latest move is. If it can hold that out, then we can look for it to try to push for another high, get that continuation move. Uh, it's got quite a ways to go, though. Uh, back when Ryan Cohen expressed his interest, uh, pushed up to about 30 before coming back up to try to get close to that again before falling off. But right now it is sitting right at a resistance level at 1750. So we need to see it continue up past that to see if it can get past the 200 day moving average and maybe come back and retest uh, uh resistance level. I have at about $22. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at the chart right now, drawing lines and like, as I draw them, you say them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when that works like that. <laughs> right. Right. Man. They really bought the hell out of it just on, on his interest. Look, mm-hmm. The power, the power of social media to, to make a stock go crazy. Yeah. It's so strong. I, I think I'm, I'm definitely bearish on this one. Are you? I think it's, I think it's just rotating before it, it dumps down. It's holding a higher low. So, I mean, if it can hold that, Ryan Cohen has a lot of fans. He's not quite got the star power of Elon Musk, but he's no slouch. The only thing going for it is it gapped up because of Ryan Cohen back in March, and it just finished filling that gap mm-hmm. uh, this this past week. Yes, and that was, I remember trying to short that not too long ago to try to fill that gap, and it did not work. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, I see. You, sh- yeah. you shorted it in March. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was painful. All right. Um. And the last uh, stock news that I have has to do with Activision Blizzard, which I don't think we've talked about them really since their buyout offer from Microsoft or the tentative deal that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they popped up in the news again because they finally actually won a lawsuit. <laughs> with all oh, the, good for them! With, with all the uh, the harassment accusations and other lawsuits that they've got going on, <laughs> so District Court Judge Percy Anderson dismissed the latest lawsuit filed by a group of investors, saying it lacked suffered a lack of particularity, uh, according to result uh, report from GamesIndustry.biz. So yeah, they felt that the the upcoming merger with Microsoft is unfair to shareholders, and that it withheld crucial information from them. Uh, the judge was quoted as saying that to the extent the plaintiffs alleged that defendants must have known sexual harassment and discrimination were endemic by virtue of their respective positions at the company, uh, the first amended complaint does not establish the requisite facts to support such a conclusion. Uh, another section of the document confirming the dismissal, Anderson also called the backdrop of the Me Too movement too vague a concept to raise strong inference of scienter. Not familiar with that word. So wait, they use the Me Too, m- Too movement as part of their court filing? That's what it sounded like. That's not. That's not good. Activision did get in trouble uh, fairly recently because it was in violation of some Californian law. 
Uh, I was not aware of this, but uh, in California, publicly traded companies with six or more people on their board have to have a minimum of three women on the board. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not really sure how I feel about that. I don't like forcing people to pick somebody based on that. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I understand why, you know, bristling at that, but let's, let's not forget we're coming from a place where like, you know, women couldn't even vote forever. So we're yeah. not, we're not like <laughs> marching true. away from equality. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm more a meritocracy person, but I guess it's easy to do that if you're a white straight male. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> I want to live in a meritocracy too, but yes. the world's never lived in one. So let's not pretend like we got it. Excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the stock is still trading at a discount for what the Microsoft offer was. I want to say the offer was somewhere in the 90s. Uh, it's still trading. It's actually trading at below 80 right now. Activision? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's still some uncertainty as to whether or not this deal will close, but it's one that uh, I'd be really tempting to try to pick up some calls for like next year, like $90 calls just to see if, if you can get them priced at where they would exercise below the actual buyout price. But I'm sure a lot of other people have that idea too. It has been pinned though, and it's right at the bottom of this this tight range it's been in it's pinned and it gapped up in january on that microsoft news that was the offer deal yeah yeah so i mean i don't actually mind trying to pick up some longs see if this will close because you can cut it real quick if it drops below what is that uh longs yeah just for a push back up to 81 okay okay yeah real short-term swing i'm 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 looking at this thinking like they 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 come out with a rumor that the deal's going south and this thing's getting down to ten dollars in a day not ten dollars yeah it's getting not down $10. to 68 dollars no. yeah in no. a day one whisper of the deals off the only thing that drove this down was the lawsuits and the the terrible <laughs> The terrible treatment of women at the company. <laughs> That's all they did wrong. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> did is is Microsoft still buying them? Or is it still allowed to buy them? Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, the deal's still on the table. So unless the SEC throws some cold water on it, which they have not yet, um, I think the SEC had requested some additional information at one point, but they've not they've not done anything yet that makes it look like this is going to be blocked. But they haven't done anything yet to make you think that this is going to go through either. Uh, there was an article three days ago about how uh, Microsoft hasn't actually had the discussion with Activision CEO Bobby Kotick about whether he'll stay with the company after the merger. I mean, do they want him to stay? I don't know. <laughs> was he the one in charge of the, the shit show that happened beforehand? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so they probably don't care. <laughs> they probably don't want him there. Yeah, they're, no, they expect him to leave. Yeah. But Activision did just file... Uh, something that said in a quote, no discussions or negotiations regarding post-closing employment arrangements with Microsoft occurred between Microsoft and Mr. Kotick prior to the approval and execution of the merger agreement and the transactions contemplated thereby or have occurred subsequent to such approval and execution through the date hereof. Hmm. So there's no clarity. Like there's right. no, nothing in writing says it's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah, it could be dangerous, but uh, I don't know. It just seems it's in such a tight and nice range that I think, uh, I think you could probably scalp that and make a few bucks here or there for minimal risk. I mean, if you're Microsoft, this is a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. They're they're buying video game franchises. Is what they're doing. They're just doing like Disney's doing for entertainment. Like Star Wars is for sale. We'll buy it. You're grabbing the market leader too. You're grabbing the yeah. the makers of World of Warcraft, uh, Starcraft, yeah, Diablo, Call of uh, Call of Duty. Like they've got so many hit titles that 
the, the makers of Xbox. Yeah, of course they mm. want that. Give them a big leg up. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, I guess earnings? Earnings, or do you want to talk about your... I, I wanted to talk about the, the overall market health. Yes. Yeah, I want to talk about the flow a little bit. So all week, risk on was leading risk off. Uh, I should say risk off sectors were leading risk on sectors mm-hmm. pretty much through the week. But Thursday and Friday were special in that instead of like risk off being strong and risk on being weak, risk off was super weak mm-hmm. on Thursday. And it was super weak again. Like it had two consecutive days of percentage drops. Yeah. And then we saw the same thing, especially on Friday, like uh, the risk on like tech communications, consumer cycles went down, you know, they, they dropped a little bit for, for Thursday, but uh, Friday, like we saw them drop almost as much as the risk off. So I don't know. I know you were saying that Vico was looking at the SPXL in the aftermarket, but it just look, looks so bearish. I, I just want to see what happens Monday. I just want to wait and see what, what kind of inflows we get. I think we did get a 90% sell volume. We ended with 77. Oh, there must have been some inflows towards the end of the day. Hold on. Let me see if that was the total. Uh, or Yeah, that's the total of all U.S. exchanges. Okay. We hit 77% sell-off. So the McClellan oscillator that I also track for inflows and outflows, we hit we hit Wednesday and it was positive on the day. Like it was, it was a real strong day for inflows Mm -hmm. and it even pushed the week positive, but Thursday we get back negative and Friday we just slammed down. So it was like the daily was negative 25. It pushed the weekly to negative 27 and the monthly to negative 24. Whereas on Wednesday they were sitting at 18 on the daily one on the weekly and negative 11 on the month. Right. Uh, most of the day Friday didn't feel like capitulation until maybe the last hour after we had that, that brief rally and then it just got slammed. It was just a sell-off and then it got... That was the closest I've seen to something that looked like capitulation from the sellers. Oh, yeah. When it tried to retest 430 on the SPY. Yeah. $430 and then just <laughs> dumped in another $6 last, <laughs> last bit there. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there is hope. I guess we'll have to see what happens Monday, though. I don't want to try to do anything this weekend, personally. Yeah. Um, I got one more bonus stock that we can look at before we uh, jump to some earnings. Okay. Union Pacific. Is that UP? UNP. Coming off uh, highs not too long ago, back at the end of March, it tagged uh, almost 280. Big sell-off after hitting that high. Came down back into the range that it had been stuck in prior to that move between 250 and 235. But it fell below 235 and its 200-day moving average on Friday with some really strong and increasing sell volume for the last two days. Uh, they did report earnings, which looks like they were positive, but uh, people still, uh, I guess, weren't positive enough. Right. So. Union Pacific has come into a very thin volume spot. Uh, I am actually watching for this to come down to 228 and see if it can catch a bid there. If it could, if it, uh, if the buyers step in at that point, then I'd be uh, interested in entertaining some longs. But this looks like, you know, watch for it to come back to that 200-day moving average or 237, and then maybe look to pick up some short entries if it can't, if it can't uh, retake that level. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it on a big range chart. And it looks like we had a top, right? Mm-hmm. March 31st. I mean, it may want to come back and retest 250 before trying to continue down again. Uh, I think I'll be watching 237 as like my 
indicator. Like if it holds, if it gets back up to that, that holds as resistance, then I want to short it. If it gets a, if it can retake that with some volume, then I'll look to to try to buy it on the retest for a pushback to 250. Yeah, I think I think on Thursday is is when the the retest of that that level on the way down for the bear run. I think that that's all we're going to get. Could be. I mean, but we were pretty bearish. I mean, with everything getting sold off on Friday, like, I know, is this just overextended? I'm really going to have to see what the conditions look like when we come back to the table on Monday. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what their guidance was. Must not have been great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Some quick earnings. Yeah, let's hear them. All right, Activision and Coca-Cola on Monday. Uh, Google, Microsoft, Triple M, uh, Capital One Finance, COF, GE, GM, Pepsi, PEP, Raytheon, RTX, Visa, UPS, all on the 26th. 27th, we've got Facebook, Aflac, uh, AFL, BA, uh, Boston Scientific, BSX, Kraft Holding, KHC, Mattel, MAT, PayPal, PYPL, and T-Mobile, TMUS. On the 28th, we've got Amazon, Apple, Twitter, you should all know those tickers, uh, McDonald's, Merck, MRK, Intel. And on the 29th, we've got Bristol-Myers Squibb, BMY, and ExxonMobil, XOM. It's a lot of big names coming up this coming week. Uh, This is going to be what's probably going to decide whether this is just a pullback and setting a higher low for continuation into summer highs, or if this is going to be setting up for a further spill. Yeah. Is it going to take some like great earnings to do it? I don't know, but like, how, which stocks do you have on your mega cap? Uh, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, NVIDIA, and uh, Tesla. So all of them except for Tesla and NVIDIA have their earnings coming up next week. Oh, okay. So that's why. Yeah. And Biko was saying that he thinks the Apple earnings are going to be great. That's mm-hmm. why he's going long the spy. Ah, that makes sense. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right, Dan. Ready for some crypto? Yeah. Some crypto sounds great. Do you need my wallet? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Okay, Kyle, what are your big crypto stories? I'm relying on you for this one because I did all the other talking. It looks like the fintech giant stripe is jumping into crypto with a feature that's going to let twitter users get paid in stable coins oh okay yeah so you have the option of either getting cash which is being eroded by inflation or magic beans yes (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i don't mean that stripe did drop bitcoin like four years ago Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of like they're they're coming back into it I, I guess that's why they're only doing stable coin. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I really would not want to get paid in Bitcoin. Like, I think 
Mavericks owner uh, Mark Cuban was trying to do for his players. Like that would piss me off so much if I had a if my paycheck could vary thirty percent in a week just based on market conditions. You get paid Friday and it's down twenty percent Monday before you can even cash the check. Before, before you can spend it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it might happen the other way too, you know? It could, but I mean, I prefer to plan my, my living expenses with the floor that I know, not with the possibility of, a, you know, getting much more. Like, I know I'm a basketball superstar, honey, but fucking Bitcoin tank this week and we're fucking broke. Sorry. <laughs> hey, that lifestyle is expensive, man. <laughs> Plus you got union dues, escrows, and all kinds of other crazy shit that you got to deal with. Right. Uh, looks like Twitter's going to be the first company to integrate this stuff starting Friday. It's going to start letting a certain number of special creators receive their earnings from its paid ticketed spaces and super follows features in a US dollar coin. I think our ad revenue comes through Stripe for uh, the podcast too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's an amazing company doing a great job. <laughs> Just keep that cash option, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we see, we'll see. This, I think moves like this legit, legitimize the stable coins more than anything else. Yeah. But uh, if that's the first inroads to mass adoption, like that makes sense to me. Agreed. But yeah, Bitcoin was, I don't know, last I looked on Friday, it was like 39,000 down from November's 69,000. I keep getting alerts from my Coinbase account. Ethereum's up 5%. Ethereum's down 5%. Ethereum's up 5%. Ethereum's down 5%. Jesus. Is it, and so, so it's still pretty much worth what you put in? Uh, no, I think it's down quite a bit. But I mean, I put such a little amount in there that I just figured I'd buy some to hold for 10 years and just see what it does. There you go. There you go. Well, it's, so it sounds like you're not... I'm not a trader. No. You're not addicted compulsively shifting crypto to crypto no you can't say the same about like spy options but you know <laughs> hey there's nothing compulsive about my trading spy options that's all pure research for the show yeah okay <laughs> why do you ask i'd stop any i could stop any time cop uh there was an article on uh, bloomberg you know my my least favorite website oh yeah because they always cut off the amount of articles you can read uh, yes. Apparently, there's a $90,000 a week clinic in Switzerland to help compulsive crypto traders fight their addiction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing and you're trading, like, yeah, maybe that is a bit of a gambling addiction more than anything else. Yeah. Maybe instead of going to rehab uh, and spending 90 grand a week on that, uh, just you know, spend a couple thousand on a education platform that'll let you have access to those courses for the next, you know, 30 years. Right. Good God. Uh, so, I mean, the article is like peppers it with some crypto addicts, personal story mm -hmm. that I don't need to recount, but it, it did make, it did get me just start thinking like, I wonder how many traders out there. And I think crypto, especially gives that feeling of like yeah, it can just blow up overnight oh, wow. like how many traders out there are fulfilling like a, a gambling addiction more than like hey i'm trying to make a plan and journal it improve the improve the process how many traders uh strictly trade earnings that's true that should give you your answer yeah do you think therapy is the answer though i think education is the answer yeah education if you have a passion for this thing, learn how to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, it's a market that can be beat, as we've learned from everyone we've talked to. 
Like if they were, you know, addicted to roulette or craps, like that'd be a different story. Right. Or slot machines or lottery tickets. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's never been like a secret that, uh, our brains lust after money, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same reward circuit that cocaine sits in, right? Mm -hmm. I would rather have a a stock blow up 200% than Than a bump of Coke (laughs) and a bump of Coke. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Every day of the week. You know how much Coke I can buy with those gains? (laughs) (laughs) Two bulls in a China shop does not advocate the amazing experience of trying drugs. (laughs) You don't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was ridiculous. $90,000 for help stopping crypto trading. How much was it six months ago before inflation? That's the real question. <laughs> right. It was a 90, $90 a week thing, but no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should try paying in rubles. Those poor Russian crypto traders. I know, right? <laughs> oh, all right. Mm-hmm. You ready to? Uh... Well, I'm going to go look at my horse over here. He seems, he seems to be done drinking water over there in the, the horse trough. What in the world could that be? <laughs> what? Where? <laughs> oh no matter no oh. <laughs> gonna swear i saw something saw something over there well draw motherfucker all right yeah give me all the time you. in the world to I pull know. the rifle out of my saddlebag jeez trying to give it to you you pity me that much damn no i've just been excited to talk about my week oh okay well go go right ahead all right my good of the week i was uh finishing up the uh the futures observation period i was doing Mm -hmm. joel uh in our discord was kind enough to join me in it so we spent uh every morning at seven i guess yeah it'd be seven my time so six eastern i mean i fucking got up early for this it's ridiculous like the whole reason why i started pursuing stock trading so i could sleep in right (laughs) but yeah we got to we got together at seven my time went through the charts uh looked at the levels plotted them all out came up with uh some observations for the morning and then kind of a general outline of what we were watching for and then reporting back on it uh, after the day, uh, it was just, I don't know. It was great. Like I, I I've decided to, uh, this is going to be my new thing. I'm going to get up and, uh, continue doing this. And I hope, hope any of those listeners out there that want to follow along, uh, you know, come in and join us. Yes. Like this is the kind of work I should have been putting into it this entire time. And I can't believe it took this long to start to it's the same thing with journaling. Like, why did it take so long to start journaling? Yeah, no, I feel like that's where I'm at with the, mm-hmm. my options trading too. It's just like, why did it take so long for this to actually click? Like it was the the information was all presented to me. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that was my good completing that uh, commitment. What was your good? My good was going on the trade pro calls and oh and, yeah, uh, that's awesome. And people giving me positive feedback about my presence there. They did. I was surprised. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, <laughs> and the the trade pro poll of how people did for trading both days came in at a hundred percent. So I can only assume it's because everybody hears what I'm saying with Vico alongside Vico and they trade perfectly. Yes, that's the only takeaway it's from the that. Only explanation, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> So many people listen to me and they rage quit the day from their huge losses. But they didn't lose. (laughs) They weren't around to vote. They just ended the call. If I leave before the call ends, I always send Vico a note of which way to vote me. Ah, okay. That's very responsible of you. It is. I do hope uh, I get a chance to go back on there and I do hope we get the chance to go on there together. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. What was your bad? My bad was trying to catch a falling knife on Thursday. 
Mm-hmm. Two points where I tried to go long, thinking that uh, seeing the turnaround uh, the first time wasn't so bad. It was actually a good level. It was, I think, it was a decent trade that didn't go my way, and I sized down for it. So the risk to reward there was was there. It it, it ended up being a loser, but it didn't eat out my day's profit. The second time, however, the options contracts that I picked were more expensive. So even though I kept my size small, uh, the loss that I ate from that actually turned the day from a positive to a negative. Oh, still within risk management. I didn't lose. A sh- I didn't blow up the account like trying to chase this thing. I made two trades that were not to plan that I shouldn't have made. So that's why it's not an ugly, but uh, the ugly is related. And I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. My uh, my bad was trying to catch the falling knife on Friday. Oh, oh! <laughs> so you didn't learn from me? No, no, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I did learn my lesson for Friday. There was one point where I was like seriously considering it, but I had structure and I was waiting for a level to break, and the level did not break. It actually turned around there and went the other way. But I was not in it because I at least learned from the previous day. Yeah. What was what was your ugly then? So the ugly was if I look at the plan that Joel and I came up with on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull it up so I can read it. Uh, if price drops below 44.79 to 83 zone, watch for a retest of bottom of yesterday's range. On my plan, I said to watch for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we lose this level, we're going to drop. And instead of trying to play the shorts on the drop of that zone, which I would have cleaned up on. Mm-hmm. I tried to go the other way and try to pick a bottom. It's ugly because I wrote down exactly what to do and I did not follow it. Yeah. And I got more and more aggravated at myself the more I reflected on that. Stock executor Kyle failed strategist Kyle. Yeah, he ignored strategist Kyle. Like strategist Kyle had a home run and you didn't get the profits from it. <laughs> he crumpled up the <laughs> research paper and wiped his ass with it before throwing it in the trash <laughs> and then deciding to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. <laughs> I got this shit, bruh. Don't you worry. Again, the only thing that saved me was keeping... I mean, I cut it after two of those. As soon as I went negative for the day, that was it. Mm -hmm. My day was over. And I had a much better day Friday because of that. I only had one trade, but that one trade was 30% gain. So I was happy with the results the next day. And written in the plan the next day was uh, no longs below (laughs) (laughs) 43.55. How'd it work for you? It worked great. Because uh, I only look for shorts, except for that one where I was tempted to, but didn't. I really, really benefit from trading with, well, I, I would call it an edge with, with you let your strategist set up that plan. Mm-hmm. And I walk in saying, I'm looking for bear moves today. And so I'll set up my levels where I expect the bulls to, to get it to like the biggest levels, mm-hmm. the next biggest fucking level. Right. And then, and then I, that's, that's where I want to go in. I wasn't really following that so much Thursday and Friday. I was trying to work within the Vico's trade parameters and kind of trade with him. So I veered off process Thursday and Friday, I will admit. And that's my ugly, uh, would be, I didn't learn from what you told me you did on Thursday. Like mm-hmm. we talked about that. Yeah. Before Friday happened. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Kyle, you shouldn't do that. Like, I was cleaning up, making money, shorting all day. What were you doing? I know. (laughs) And then, like, the next day, like, it hits this level, and I'm like, it's dropped so far. Yeah, it can't keep dropping, can it? It can't keep dropping. Yes, it can. The gremlin, he moved from your brain to mine. Yes. Well, I'm glad he's (laughs) out of my head. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. I consumed copious, copious substances to kill the gremlin. He's gone. Mm-hmm. No surviving that. All right. Was that, uh, does that bring us to the last bet of April? It does. But real quick before we do that, I wanted to ask you about, as you started looking at the futures charts now this past mm-hmm. week to try to influence mm-hmm. or inform your options trading, that's something that I've been really big on for the last uh, month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was curious what you, if you liked it, if, uh, if you're finding value there. I, I, I absolutely find value. Um, the futures market leads the options ETF. The futures, it's like we know what to do with the futures, but it's just so easy to get cleaned out on a stop. But when you make the trade in the options world, like it's just so much more forgiving. You don't get the same wins that you do in the futures, but it seems like it's a lot easier to be more consistent. I, I certainly like it, and I'm having an easier time with it than I than I was futures. Mm-hmm. The the thing that's messing with me is there is some drift, and there there is there is like stop hunting on those options. I swear to God. Yeah, there is on futures too. Yeah, it's happening. Like Mm -hmm. it, 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 I see it pop. But yeah, overall, I do agree. I, I find the risk and the risk reward possibility is much larger on the option. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's set with futures, but with with options. Like if I'd played it right on Thursday, I could have held some options. I some puts I bought Thursday morning four forty four spy puts. I bought them at seventy cents. Right. And they would have closed in the money. It would have been like $18. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's just the, the, you got paid. I got paid. I got paid. Um, but, and you can't, you can't judge a trade on hindsight too. I also, though, I, I didn't trade that well on Friday and trying to catch that falling knife, Mm -hmm. uh, actually brought my day negative. Uh, yeah. I had an issue with my stops again, where thinkorswim, like there was some sort of error in trying to place a trade or flatten a trade and like my stop disappear. Ooh. Yeah. The f- I'm finding the flatten button does not work. I have to, uh, I'm have to do some research on how to make that because I don't think it likes the flatten button with the child clients. So you have to, I must have to cancel it first, then hit flatten. I'm going to have to set up some hotkeys or something because yep. that takes way too long when it's time yep. to get out of a trade. You need to, you need to, button that just ends it yes you kill switch anyway let's talk about that bet all right let's do a bet i need it wanna beat it gonna win it if i take it from you i'm filling my positions quit your bitch and random's gonna lose got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet picking time in the shop, so pick them right. Fuck, what am I? We got one week left. One week left, Kyle, and you pick first. Oh, God damn it. This is tough because, like, the ones that I want to bet on, I don't know what way the week is going to go, so I really don't want to. Uh, I don't really want to make that bet. Uh, I need a home run. Yeah, you do. Well, there's one thing that I know can get me a home run. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah. Gotta go meme stock, don't I? You have to. All right. Well, uh, I think the one that has the most promise, the one I like the best, 
The one with the most buy volume, Bed Bath & Beyond. It's been kind to me before. Bed Bath & Beyond. Interesting. Interesting. We don't need to stop because uh, we don't really give a shit if we lose anything else. <laughs> yeah. We will take half profits at, uh, let's say, 22 and change, and then we'll throw a, let's see, what do we do then? Throw a $2 trail on it if it uh, hits that take profit. Okay. What did I say? Two, uh, 22.35? Is that what I said? Twenty-two thirty-five. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. Okay, that sounds right. BBVY twenty-two thirty-five TP half TP. Do do I do I uh, do I take another at bat here? What should I do? <laughs> oh man, XPXL with a real tight stop. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that was my first thought, but then I thought I could do something fancy like short COP, like your most recent bet pick. <laughs> COP held strength really well through this decline. It did not come anywhere near its lows while the spy was tanking. The sell-off brought everything down, but not everything yeah. is in a bearish pattern because of it. Right. They they still they can still hold out at like 90 was it 92, 93. CO, oh, COP, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, that'd be a fun one. You also short my bet pick too. Go for the psychological edge. <laughs> I, I could also go for like some treasury bond ETF that doesn't like to move. I'm really tempted to do that. Uh, the win is within my grasp. Okay, okay. I'm going to do SPXL. All right. I'm going to do it because I'm, I'm a greedy bastard with my bet money. You should be. And uh, so you're going with the 3X bull fund. Yeah. Um, hold on. I got to pull up a bigger range chart to get some solid levels i mean i should yeah i'm not doing an eight percent stop that's that's crazy it's at 99.69 mm-hmm. 98.28 post market okay so i'll say i'll say my, i'll set my stop at 96 96 yeah might as well be conservative with uh take profit at uh 118 118 i hope you hit it I would love to see you double your money. (laughs) 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 All right. You ready for a random? Yeah. We've got uh, New York Stock Exchange and Basic Industries. Uh, Reliance Steel and Aluminum Co. RS. RS. That is looking tasty bullish. But I don't think random's going to win this week. Well, the support, what you figure 190, it's it's right above support, but the volume's picking up so strong on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I should say it's a former resistance line. Before the crazy uh, day on Friday, though, the buy volume was outdoing the sell volume, especially uh, the vol- on that latest sell-off. It was definitely dropping, too. Yeah, it, it did well on, uh, on Wednesday, but it opened at a, it got a, it made, hit a high on the Thursday, and it's just been down ever since. They, they pushed it up. The volume buyers tried to push it higher. but Yeah. Uh, the fact that the selling is accelerating at the moment. Yeah, fuck you, random. oh boy it's getting heated well it's not going to catch me so i don't think reliance steel is going to go up to 300 next week until gupta buys them out for 400 (laughs) dollars a share price (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness another steel company think of all the people i can imaginarily sell to i know (laughs) so many clients i can't wait till i get sued by my former employer Hey, as long as we're not lying about him, what's the what's the problem? I know, right? Sue all we want, only once. He won't. He won't win. 
and it will emotionally destroy me, <laughs> and I will want compensatory damages. Nice. And, anyway. <laughs> All right, wrap this thing up. We're going oh, way Oh, there long. you have it. <laughs> Kyle is uh, doing a meme stock, which actually does make me nervous, by the way. BBBY. It should. Uh, there's, a, there's a real possibility he could win this thing. With this, with this. It'd be two months in a row if that happens. Was it BBBY last time, too, or was it the... Uh, AMC, I think so. I think I, I think, went with. I think. Oh no, you went. You went with AMC. I thought. Oh uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because I thought because I made the side bet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did SPXL. Which, if BBBY is running, I think there's a good chance the the spy is doing all right. So yeah, yes, we'll see. And uh, RS random has RS Reliance Steel. Random stock picked Reliance Steel. Interesting. I love it. Right. I love it. Yeah. All right, ne- next uh, next time it's going to pick ASSHL. <laughs> and on that note, folks, we're closing up the shop. Thanks for sticking around. We we really appreciate uh, you joining us here, but uh, we do got to go. So until next time, happy trades. Oh, before you go, next week, uh, Dan is not going to be here. So we will have a special guest host. That's right. <sighs> I totally forgot. I get like in the zone of making the episode and then like life just dissolves. I know, right? I'm going to Ireland next week, so we're going to have a couple guest hosts joining Kyle two weeks in a row. Yep. And if the editing sucks, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 say goodbye. All right. <laughs> Bye, folks. Goodbye. <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.